and then they saw me in a bra, and that was exactly. it. <laughs> What's going on, Pearl Jam nerds? You're listening to Single Podcast Theory. I'm Brad Lyons. And I'm Brad Blazek. Oh, so commanding. What's up? <laughs> Everyone listen to me. Notice me. Yes. How you doing? say my name with authority. Yeah. I'm good, man. I'm hot. Dude, it's what in the <laughs> actual fuck is going on? It's like, man, every day here, the heat index has been like 110. I know. I hate to talk about the weather. I know. You know. It's like so ridiculous, but it's so brutal every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. I feel like I'm I'm going to get a heat rash like 15 different places in my body. Right. <laughs> it's like I'm right on the verge. Everything's just yeah. hot all the time. I've been taking cold showers. I yeah. never oh, do that. That's the best cold showers not yeah. not lukewarm like turn on only the cold water and just stand there mm-hmm. get your core cooled down gotta, you gotta head. keep that yeah. core cool man yeah yeah you know we were in a house today it was like in the woods no air conditioning and it's like an old gross like it looked like the psycho house like it reminded me of the house in psycho oh sweet yeah. <laughs> no air. Feels the fucking floors are like sloping in towards the middle. It was crazy. And I'm trying to hook up a dryer and a washer. And I'm just like, uh, the sweat is just pouring through my clothes. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> I had to do nuts. an outdoor show, play an outdoor set on when was it Friday? I guess. And even though we didn't like, we didn't start until like six. Mm. It was still like I split the set with with um, Katie, and she's someone like I'm recording a record with, and we play live together mm. and stuff. And and I the first hour she played by herself, and I was just standing there doing nothing. <laughs> And just fucking sweating, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was so awful. No one was out there because it was so damn hot. I don't yeah. know. The world's falling apart. Yeah. Well. COVID. Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. Heat flooding. waves. Flooding. Did you hear about this flooding yeah, in Tennessee? Yeah, I saw a little bit of it up, yeah, it up was, in middle Tennessee. Dude, yeah. I mean, it's like 40 miles from where I live. Sure. We drive. We we deliver there all the time. It really? was insane. I was working that day, and I mean, we weren't in the flooding, but we were in the rain. Like, we had to pull over a couple times and just wait for it to slow down, because I'm like, if we step out of the truck, we're instantly soaked. So I'm like, we got we to gotta wait a minute. But then um, I saw some, like, so incredibly fucked up drone footage. Someone flew a drone over the, it's Waverly. And I was like, it, it, dude, it looks like a, like a earthquake and a hurricane all came at the same time. Like, I didn't realize how bad flooding, like, could, what it could do. Ooh, it's brutal. There was a house 
that floated into an Exxon station. <laughs> like, are you talking like a house from a, a foundation house, house. or like a yes. trailer? Yes. No. I saw trailers like floating down the river, but this was a house. Well, in Tennessee, you can see that on any given day with trailers, right? I mean, obviously, we're worried about homes yeah. here, you know? Like, Yeah, no, this was a house house. Well, and there's cars that look like they've been, like, in a wreck where they're totaled. Like, mm. how does flooding do that? I guess it just picks them up and rolls yeah. them around. And, dude, it was insane. This I just was, like, blown away. I'm like, oh, my God. So don't was... fuck with the earth, dude. <laughs> it yeah. will fucking win every yeah. time. Yeah. Mother nature's a bitch. Yeah. Oh, that'd be terrible. Like I've never been close to like any kind of flooding where it's like, oh my God, what if I get swept away? Could you imagine yeah. that? Well, I mean, not to, not to bring it down, but apparently there was a young father. Oh, uh, I don't, that uh, was, mm, yeah, mm, dude, it's rough. Mm. It's really rough. I, f I mean, I feel terrible for these people. I'm so. I'll just say, I'll just say this. I think they've the the death count was like 20 people have oh, died, God. including little little mm -hmm. children. So it's it's really sad. So help me out, bro. I'm barely hanging on here. You're talking mm -hmm. to me about <laughs> the I'm awful sorry. things. I in just other feel like lives. I feel like I have to mention it. Yeah, it's for sure. So, like so close to home, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So no, it's, it's it's real. It's, it's terrible. God. Yeah, man. COVID, floods, heat waves, mm -hmm. aliens, Afghanistan. <laughs> Did, didn't the government say there's aliens? Isn't that what I heard? Yeah, pretty much. No, they didn't. They're, you, what do they call them? DAPs? There's like a, there's a weird... Is that what it is? Yeah. The, uh, uh, okay. Unidentified aerial phenomenon. Right. Like they're trying to like... Rebrand it. They're rebranding yes. UFOs. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so this is a Pearl Jam podcast. Yeah. Do we need no to shit. like? Do you need to like cut something in to the beginning? <laughs> no, dude. No, hey, listen, they'll figure man. it We're out. We're 162 yeah. episodes in. Yeah, that's true. Figure it out. Yeah. You know, figure it mm. out. Put your big boy pants on, or your big girl pants on, or whatever it is that you wear. <laughs> And uh, well, we're good. We're trying to do a little extra because we were late this week. Yes, this, yeah, this yeah. episode. I had uh, shows all weekend and a session or two, and it just it all kind of like came down at once. But it's all good stuff, mm. you know. Had a lot of fun playing. Had a full band set at the Nick, which is a the Nick uh, is for you know since so many people that listen to this are probably real familiar with Birmingham music culture. The Nick is a bar venue that's been around forever. I mean, real long time. And it is, it's the CBGBs of the South. People literally mm. call it that. Really? Which makes it a really, for me, I love those kind of venues and shows. That yeah. it's like, you've got wedges in the floor. The sound guy, within reason, doesn't give a shit how loud you are. He's like, fine, whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> so you like, like it feels loud on stage. You get all that yeah. energy. Um, yeah. it, the shows don't start until 10 o'clock. So if you're on like a three person bill and you're the last one, you're not starting till midnight. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I mean, fuck that forever. Like I'm too old <laughs> for that shit. I don't want to do it starting at midnight. Right. Set, but it was fun, man. It's, um, 
I've been picking up a lot more shows and stuff. Like I know we've Good. talked about before, but the whole pandemic and the the real shutdown made me realize how much uh, I'm not like wanting to go back out in the road or anything like that. But there's plenty of people in the area that I love and I love their music and it's mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying makes some makes yeah. some extra income. You and, need to we need to, we need to get together. I need to come down and go see a show at this place. Oh yeah, man, you love it. It's uh. It's definitely not. I mean, you probably want to wear gloves and don't touch anything, you know? <laughs> right. Because I don't think yeah. there's been anything close to what could be considered a deep clean of sorts since probably right. 72. <laughs> right. Um, you know, you you know, it's one thing to, to uh, you, you know, use the bathrooms there, there to urinate, but uh, mm-hmm. you definitely, unless you can help it, probably don't want to uh, mm. go twosies. Go number twosies in there. I mean, you know me enough to know that if if it's if it's happening, it's happening. Yeah, sure. And I'm like, talking about you know. people with normal gastrointestinal. Oh, okay, you right, know your right. average Joe. <laughs> right. You're not the average okay. Joe in this in this no, world when it um, comes to that. Because I think really the bathrooms there are used mainly for people to go in there in groups of two to four and do blow for upwards of 45 minutes. And right. uh, while people are, that actually have to pee are trying to bang on the door. Yeah. The doors there are constantly having to be fixed because people knock them down. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> this is the Nick. <laughs> oh, if I got a shit in an open room, that's not my scene, man. Oh, well, no, but they're all one holders. <laughs> So there's not, oh, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's okay. the door to the room that is the bathroom. Right. That, that right. Always right. gets messed with. But we're really just going for it today, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We are a Pearl Jam podcast. If you've never listened to us before, if you want to email the show, <laughs> the email address is singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. Um, if you'd like to support the show, if you've been listening for a while, we have um, information up on Patreon. It's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash single podcast theory um and it doesn't cost a lot of money to support and every little bit helps uh thanks to everyone that's been doing it and i think i know we're kind of going out of order because we just kind of went on tangent city but uh we mm-hmm. have a couple more since our last we had a couple a couple old school patreons that's right re up that's re-up right up since we since we took our hiatus yep uh sue damato damn right and sue. jeff 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 Kohler, Kohler, yep. yeah, man. Both names I recognize right away, and they're 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 you know Sue sent a, a nice message. Yeah, she did. Um, what was it? She she like referred to uh, herself as like a mother waiting for her kids to come home. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, we finally came back. It was really yeah. nice. The prodigal so. children have returned. <laughs> the prodigal brads. No, I mean, both uh, Jeff and uh, Sue have been around. They're OGs mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, totally. So um, thank you guys so much. And thanks to everyone else that continues to help support the show. We uh, what's, the, what's the info for the T-shirts again? Isn't mm, it, isn't it Everpress? Put me on the spot. <sighs> it's not Everpress. Oh, it's not? No. Uh, well, I just uh, want you to know that uh, <laughs> you've failed at your job, and I'm very disappointed. <laughs> I have. Yes, I have. I mean, if you want a T-shirt, h- h- hit me up. I'll send you a link. I'll, h- I'll know. Hit him up. Yeah, h- that, that Hit him too. up. <laughs> I was trying to be cool. I know. It's so hard. <laughs> I am not cool <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's kind of how this works. We're not cool. Yeah. Yeah. The link, link is in the description. 
Okay, cool. Anyway, yes, we would <laughs> greatly appreciate any support you guys can give to uh, keep the show coming out on the regular. So that's done. Today we're going to talk about, it's not time yet, but today we're going to talk about Atlanta 94. Pretty legendary show. Everyone, mm -hmm. like you were talking about before we uh, started recording, or maybe we were on the phone earlier today. It's one of those things where like everyone has the same story. Everyone listened to it on the radio because it was broadcast. It was syndicated uh, throughout the country. And uh, most people, you know, had the, the tape recorder going the whole time. So it was one of those, probably, probably one of the most ubiquitous Pearl Jam boots for a while there. Just because... Mm -hmm. All you had to do is record the radio, you know? Yeah. Um, so I can't wait to talk about that show. Dude, incredible, incredible show. We're not going to, like, listen to the whole thing. We just kind of chose some – some. Um, I mean, the whole show is outstanding. Absolutely. We just picked a few that were pretty amazing. Yeah, we'll be talking about that in a bit. But first, I think it's time to head to Email Town. Emails, who's up first? That's you. I am going to go first. This is from Ross Maitland. He says, Hola, Brads. Ain't trying to be that guy, but release is my number 11. You are right. You can't fuck with that song, but that bitch is an opener. Mm -hmm. So my opinion is definitely colored and affected by the passage of time. But even when 10 came out, looking and ranking that song as a closer, it always felt in the wrong place. I think Deep is the perfect closer for that one. Let's leave that shit nasty. Oh, all right. <laughs> Release to me is all about building to something, all about creating atmosphere. It's about suspense. That starts so gentle and every part of it builds so that by the end, I am ready to go crazy. You want that at the beginning, not the end. So as a closer, that bastard has nothing on Kira Sedgwick. All the best, Ross. Hell yeah. P.S. I have much love uh, for you two, of whom neither I have met, but the love is there, Brad L. Oh, wait. So, did I say I fucking... Punctuation is super yeah. important. <laughs> I thought he was talking to you. <laughs> Brad L, sending you good vibes, and I love your album. Oh, man. That's very kind of you. I appreciate that. That means a lot. That's uh, me learning, continuing to learn how to take compliments and not cringe when mm -hmm. people say stuff like that. So it's good stuff, dude. It came up, even one of your songs came up on Shuffle the other day. I'm like, hmm, no shit. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. That Friday night gig that I was talking about earlier uh, ended up playing a set of my own stuff. Um, oh, sweet. Pretty much unannounced. Dude, I haven't played a set <laughs> of my own stuff. And I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating when I say years. Yeah. Years. Yeah. And I had to pull off like 30 40 minutes and I had to I had to go online and print out my own lyrics. <laughs> Seriously. Was it like we need someone can you can you fill in real quick? Yeah, the, it was this acoustic gig like I was talking about and we just got a bunch of bad information between the mm. the person that the promoter asked to book someone got us to book so there's a, like a middleman right we weren't talking directly to the prom promoter and it was stuff like we got there at 545 ends up she had said she wanted us there at four which made no sense at all like it's an acoustic set and with like two pa speakers it took takes 10 minutes to set it up um but then we thought we were only playing for an hour or like an hour and 20 or something like that 
And uh, then we found out that we had to do three hours. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> wow. So yeah, that was I had to scramble and uh, anyway, but you know that that's another. It's kind of fortuitous that got that email from Ross because I did really love it, even though it wasn't mm-hmm. a, my best performance, so to speak. I was looking down at a sheet of paper half the time, but I was like, I still got it. I should start mm-hmm. doing my own shit again. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, dude. Getting back in touch with your, your own stuff. Yeah. So appreciate the uh, encouragement there, Ross. All right. Next up, we've got Eugene Young. Been a hot minute since I've reached out, and I'm extremely stoked to have you guys back putting out content. You're definitely filling a void in my simple little life of driving a box truck for Comcast. A little feeling your pain there with Brad B., um, Brad L, I'm sorry for your current situation. Almost went through that a couple of years ago, and I feel that would, will pop up again as nothing has changed. But it is what it is. Like you, I have kids involved, and I need to focus on them and do what's best. Keep your head up, my friend. Just wanted to briefly reach out while I had a chance at work. Again, it is wonderful to hear your voices every couple weeks again at least. Peace out. Eugene, thank you. And I'm sorry about your situation, and I hope that... Um, Things do change. I unfortunately felt like things just had been too long without changing. And I had to do what we had to do. But I hope you uh, bust through that wall and uh, keep everything going because it is important for the kids. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, it's good to hear from Gene because it's funny. We get emails. We've been getting emails here lately. And Gene's one of them that like... I haven't heard from in a while. Sure. It was good to be like, oh, because I, you know, I feel like nobody ever listens. Like everyone hates me. <laughs> right, right. And doesn't right. listen, doesn't of listen course. anymore. Of course. So it's of like, course. I don't, I get like, we get these messages and I'm like, oh yeah, cool. They're still in. Right. Yeah, for sure. I love seeing these names pop, 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 yeah, pop totally. back up. I can talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What you got next? <laughs> uh, Scott Millum. Milham, I don't know how to say his name. We've been getting a lot of people writing in and leaving the phonetical spelling of their name. I would names. say it's close to 100% <laughs> of everyone so that funny. writes in. Yeah. I love it. It's like just this organic thing that's happening now. Yeah. Um, all right, Scott. Uh, uh, my Braddingtons, it's been a while. Wait, did I? I forgot the. Uh, the title of this email oh, yeah, is you Goober, can't skip that. Goober Grape, The Abomination. <laughs> love it. Uh, it's been a while and so great to have you back in the fold of my podcast playlist. I was having a discussion with a friend yesterday and mentioning all these great podcasts that I listen to, like Broken Record with the Mighty Rick Rubin, Questlove Supreme, Zane Lowe, Rolling Stone, etc. And that's just music. He asked, so what is your favorite? To which I responded, easy, single podcast theory for sure. His response, uh, his response what the hell is that? the best Pearl Jam podcast in the world, just two American boys in the South talking shit and Pearl Jam. I need this fix like a junkie. So welcome back, lads. We all missed you. Hell yeah. He, uh, so, <laughs> right. That's how he talks. Right. From, uh, right. right. Uh, New Zealand? Australia? I get him mixed up. I'm sorry, uh, Scott. Well, he is I'm pretty sure New Zealand. New Zealand. Right. Okay. I thought that's what it was, but I did. then I'm like, well, what if I said the wrong one? Then I'm really mm-hmm. in trouble. 
Uh, Roy, let's quickly address the goober grape conundrum, shall we, Brads? Here's my little analogy for you. It's like having a good Charlotte and it's like having good Charlotte and Pearl Jam on the same bill. These things should never be put together in a jar. I draw your attention to one of my favorite Eddie quotes. They sound like, uh, well, taste like a popsicle that's been stuck up somebody's ass. But some people are into that. <laughs> some people quote. i completely butchered it but i've heard that quote before and it's one of my favorites too yep you ever get into um good charlotte did you have like a good charlotte phase no <laughs> no i could not name you one good charlotte song nope me either uh brad b i know you are thinking that's a great analogy because peanut butter looks like shit too <laughs> you're so welcome bro and my apologies to brad l for lowering the tone however i think once you see my top 10 closer list any respect you might have had for me is going into a chill bin drawer with the rest of the shit <laughs> man uh, he's hitting man he's you hitting are, all the this is beautiful <laughs> so without further ado uh he's got number 11 these are his, his ranking of closers. Number 11, from Lightning Bolt, Future Days. By the end of this album, Side 2, I wondered if they had a future. <laughs> uh, number 10, uh, from Backspacer, The End. Number 9, from Vitology, Hey, Foxy, Mop Handle, Mama, That's Me. If you're a true Jack Irons fan, you understand. I like the weird shit. I don't skip it. So we should talk about this real quick. We had a couple people write in or message me saying that the final track on Vitology is actually I know, you know I Foxy know. Mop. Because it's an, it is listed as an actual song. It's not That's like true. a hidden track. That's true. So I'll take that. I'll take that to, criticism. I wanted to, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to address that because I get, I get I, these people are right. Everyone that wrote in yelling at me, not yelling, but just saying that, you know, that's the actual true final song. Yeah. But I don't think of it like that. I and mean, you don't either. Sure. I don't. Um, number eight from Avocado, Inside Job. Brad B, snap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number seven, Gigaton. Uh, Gigaton's River Cross. That's right, Brad B. A grown-up's top ten placing for this gem. <laughs> Um, all right, all right. Uh, his number six is around the bend. Number eleven, Brad L. U. Twat. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, his number five is all or nine, none, and he says Mike Swoon. Of course, dude. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, his number four is Parting Ways. His number three is All Those Yesterdays. Number two is Release, and number one is Indifference. That's right, Brad L. What the fuck. <laughs> That's fair. I, I kind of went for it about, you know, release being number one. I get that. So yeah, I get all yeah. the flack. Uh, all joking aside, this is a serious ranking list. So much so much love to you both. Been thinking of you and know you have both had challenging times. I think I'm safe to say for all the listeners, we all stand with you boys. So you have been forced to endure what you cannot forgive. Om Shanti, which means love and peace. Oh, yeah. Scott. From Thanks, Scott. A Aorta, New Zealand. Man, Scott, if nothing else, uh, you really made me laugh with that email. It was great. I appreciate Scott's it. Scott's a good dude. He he calls me every like once a month and we talk and oh, just laugh cool. for forty five minutes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh it's uh, you know, Americans can't call each other twats. 
but if you're no, from New Zealand or, or London, you know, or England or, you know, mm-hmm. Australia, it just works, you know? Yeah. I, I wish I could get away with words like that because of my accent. My accent makes it worse. I'm from the south of the U.S. That's the worst accent to say those words right. with. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks again, man. Uh, we got another email. We got Matt Stevens. It says, hi. Oh, the title of this email is, or subject is Secret Track. Hi, glad you guys are back. Yada, yada. Love you guys. Yada, yada. COVID. Yada, yada. Can't wait to see the boys. Now let's get to the important stuff. At the end of the last episode about album closers, Brad B. asked Brad L. if he wants to talk about secret tracks, and Brad L. responds, fuck no. <laughs> and then there's a 30-minute secret track at the, end of the, uh, at the end of the pod. Classic. I laugh my ass off. I hope it was intentional because that shit was funny as fuck. Love you guys, and remember, no matter how far you push the envelope, it will still always be stationary. Philly Matt. <laughs> Got a bunch of goddamn comedians <laughs> writing in this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, uh, I love this email because we got we got a, a, a I don't know about a bunch. We got a few people that emailed and messaged me, and even Clint Clint uh, messaged me the other day. He's like, "Did you guys know that?" There's like a 30 minute outro. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah. He's like, it's that's fun, dude. But yeah, I mean, like the people that wrote in and like got it, I just I loved I loved that people got yeah, it. It's like a little and, and enjoyed it. It was so you know, it was just it was it was fun. A little SPT Easter egg, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, I love too the the episode ends with us figuring out that idea. Right. Yeah, it's like the last thing we say. It was a nice little, oh, you know what we should do? <laughs> yeah, nice little cherry on top. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if people don't know what we're talking about, if you listen to the last episode, 161, there was like, I don't know, three or four minutes of silence at the end. Mm-hmm. And then we go on to talk for like 30 minutes about, uh, God, I don't even remember. Oh, who knows? A bunch I of mean, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, the point wasn't to really listen to us talk. Right. It, it was, was more it was, like a little glimpse at how what happens when we first get online with each other before right. we start, yeah. like, quote unquote, recording. Um, mm-hmm. But also just to fulfill the whole, like, secret track little, little, right. little jam. Yep. So. Yeah. So if you clicked off at the end, you're missing out on like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes of us just bullshitting. Yeah. We, it was kind of also like an homage to like the, you know, because it's the CD hidden track, which a lot of times you had to wait through like upwards of seven minutes of silence. Right. You know, to, or fast forward through it or whatever to get to that like secret track or whatever. So it was definitely all intentional. Glad some of you guys enjoyed it. All right. We got uh, what? One more? Yep. Brian Cohen says, welcome back. Hey, Brad, so happy you guys are back. Been meaning to write in since your return, but kept forgetting. I really missed I really missed hearing you guys banter. Sometimes I think I like that more than the Pearl Jam talk. You guys play off each other perfectly. Thank you. Thanks, man. Before I get into the album closers, I want to give a shout out to Brad B. During your absence and even prior to that, I would message him on Facebook and he's always willing to chat. Does this sound like like I'm congratulating myself? Should I not read this? Mm, I, I, well, now I, that I, you've I, even called it out, I can't wait I, for you to finish reading this so I can oh just fucking God. own you. Go ahead. Just uh, You can edit this out. Come on, just, Mr. Humility. Let's go. I should have had you. Well, why don't you read well, no, 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 it? It sounds I'm, better if you're... But here's <laughs> what's fun about it is that, no, that's totally... Fu- uh, this is something that someone... We read emails on the show. I know. But I, I know, know you're I know, sensitive about it. It's, 
So I have to make you feel as terrible as possible. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to change it to Brad L. This is a shout out to Brad oh, L. Oh, yeah. Great, great, great. <laughs> uh, he helped me pick out my first record player, talked to Temple of the Dog, Pearl Jam, Metallica, and even shared my disdain on most double albums, including a big one that people would freak out about. Hmm. Now that I've said that, I will say on album closers, I have Immortality as my number one over-release. Unfortunately, it gets ruined by Stupid Mop right after, but Immortality is such a great song. I actually have the end ranked second to last just because it's so sad. Hmm. I like it, but it's so different than the rest of Backspacer, which is poppy and light. It's a downer. Yeah, I see. I totally see that. Yeah, I get that. Um, so I'd have them as number 11. We'll start with 11. Around the Bend, The End, Future Days, Parting Ways, River Cross, All or None, Inside Job, All Those Yesterdays, Indifference, Release, and immort- Immortality. Uh, I, look forward, I look forward to hearing more Pearl Jam talk. Be well, Bradleys. Brian. Ooh, man, are you okay? Did you just have a stroke about saying Bradley? Yeah. I mean, I had to say it, right? Yeah, you got to do it for the for, for our friends. That's what they, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's not talk about that. Okay, let's just. Because you know you know what you do? You, you say it, and then people are like, oh. And man, I'm make... totally not going to make fun of you. Uh, you, uh, I'm glad you read that email. You're a very sweet person. You're very giving of your yeah. time, you know? Uh, I think that's awesome. I give and give and give. <laughs> I get nothing back. <laughs> Just getting stepped on over here. Right. People hate me. What am I supposed to do? I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I'm done. Okay. But have you seen, have you watched, uh, I needy. think you should leave? I've watched like the first few episodes. Yeah. Of which season? That dude is crazy. Of Just season the first one. one. Oh, okay. Yeah. God. You, you know what I've, gone down <clears throat> a rabbit hole of andy kaufman oh dude come on did have you ever like checked out his stuff because it's cool because yeah. it's all on youtube sure and like his story it's insane yeah yeah like insane dude that dude was a fucking genius yeah, yeah. so ahead of his time totally one of those like just the mad genius you know mm-hmm. crazy genius Yes, just totally fucking with Dunn people. Give and this a is, fuck. Uh, yeah, and it's like I try to put myself in the audience position thirty years ago, where there's no Twitter, there's no like you know Google News, like same minute like updates of everything. Right. Like you would see this dude do some crazy shit, and like on Letterman, and then like you don't ever hear anything from him for like a month or weeks. Sure. Or it would just be like Saturday Night Live. He would do something crazy and then people would just talk about it and then he'd do something more crazy the next week. And you don't know if it's real or not. Yeah. Oh my God. Dude, it's great, it's, man. It, it's That shit is so like right up my alley of like messing with people mm-hmm. and the brilliance of it. It's It's that dude, man. Sorry. I, I just... That's like all I've been doing for the last like week and a half is like like studying yeah, yeah. all these different clips and just like how brilliant you this should guy uh was. they're not the same, but you should go down like a Lenny Bruce rabbit hole sometime. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm more into stand up comedy than you are. I mean I know you like it, but 
No, I like it. I I, I, mean, I definitely know who he is, but I don't know much of his material. Sure. Well, that's it for the emails, y'all. Thanks for listening and sending them in. Um, if you'd like to email the show, the email address is singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, head on over to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash singlepodcasttheory. And of course, say hey on social media. All right. Is it time to uh, get into today's topic? Yes. Let's, right. let's, let's take a look back at oh, yeah. Atlanta 94. Let's do it. All right. Atlanta 94 brings back wonderful nostalgic memories to hear that year, 1994, especially when it comes to Pearl Jam, um, Fox Theater, April 3rd, 94. Uh, I think you said it earlier. Everyone remembers this show because... That was like the automatic show everyone could easily have a boot of. They could record it yeah. themselves off the radio from wherever they they lived or whatever in their, their rock station. Um, And, you know, that was a big deal back then. Totally. Because I remember, I, I mean, I, I seem to remember, I must have had a couple bootleg CDs, you know, one or two. And then this show happened, and you could, like, make your own bootleg. Right. But, I mean, I think I had the, like, uh, that Den Hog. I think it's 92. I had Unplugged and maybe Seattle. It's called The the bootleg I had was called Seattle Jamming, but um, that's the Drop in the Park show. Hmm. And then I had, mm, I think that might have been it. At this point, yeah. So, like you said, for this this to come out and it's like it's live. It's um, it's not an audience recording, right? It's like I guess it would be soundboard. Is that yeah. how you would describe this? Yeah, yeah. Just it remote. Was amazing. Yeah. This was like the first official bootleg. I guess. <laughs> I guess kind of. Yeah. I mean, I guess you, you could know? make that argument. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like, man. Now you can listen to you know thousands hundreds of shows from 2000 on sure but at that time you know well bootleg cds were fucking crazy expensive so expensive you 40, pay 30 50 40 bucks? yeah 50 yes. bucks for fucking <laughs> yes. one disc you know yeah. like yeah even you know it made me think uh, i don't remember the timeline ex- exactly of what i had when or whatever but i just remember too that you know especially and we'll obviously talk about the full set list we're not gonna like listen to the whole set but um you know this is 94 they're a three-year-old band three and a half year old band whatever if you do the math but um you know and it's a 26 song set that's a long fucking set mm-hmm. but i remember having bootlegs where you know they're just doing club shows in in europe you know maybe opening for people whatever and they have mm-hmm. these i had these bootlegs that were like 12 song sets you know they only had yeah. 10 and they could do all the songs off 10 and a couple of their yeah. covers or whatever yeah um and I don't know. It seems like really quickly they moved into a band that did were not a a deadhead type band, but had deadhead type sets. Right, right. Like that started yeah. really early for them because most people yeah. have their, you know, they've almost ruined other bands in some ways for me, um, <laughs> in the sense that they most bands 
go out on tour for that record. And so, you know, they do X amount of songs from that record and the set's pretty much the same every night. And with Pearl Jam, it was just always like, Daughter's a huge song. Are you going to hear your daughter tonight? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like yeah. people made a big deal about like bands like Radiohead not playing Creep or something. It's like, well, Pearl Jam was already doing shit like that. Now, mm-hmm. now they're probably playing Alive and Even Flow almost every set. But um, the point still was that the tours weren't these like... Because now you can just go on these... Like, you know, I'm looking at this set list website or whatever, set list FM, and... Now it's just like, when I go to a show, I can kind of go, okay, okay, that's when, if I need to pee, that's when I can go pee. <laughs> and because it's like pretty much, just, there's like one or two songs. It's like Metallica, you know? Yeah. They'll switch yep. out like three or four different songs that are, have rotating spots or whatever. And that's when you don't know what's going to be on the tour. Right. With Pearl Jam, it's like, you don't fucking know. Yeah. And, I mean, to kind of start talking, well, you have some... You have some facts, right? You have some little set set the scene. Yeah, I'll just run this down. So April third, ninety four, Atlanta, the Fox Theater. Um, they had actually played the night before, also. Um, King's X opened up. Hell yeah! I and, forgot about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and two of the dudes, Doug uh, Doug, Doug Pinnock, Pinnock, the singer, yeah. and Jerry Gaskill, joined them for in the encore they played wma yep um and just kind of for historical reference this was um this was a weird time for kurt cobain this was when he was like missing mm-hmm. if you remember yep. he went missing for a few days and people kind of saw him around seattle but then he ended up being found dead a few days later yep so this was right around that time, and Eddie kind of references that once or twice, very subtly, but it it, it does come up. Yeah, um, it's interesting too because they played that Boston show, which is another huge, like in Pearl Jam history. That show in Boston was like a week later, and that was like two days after Kurt died, or the the day he was found, something like that. Yeah, I think it was the day. Yeah, I think I it was. Correctly. So. Just an interesting, yeah. It's a good historical what was going on at that perspective time. for sure. I kind of went down a Kurt Cobain rabbit right. hole. Oh yeah, doing like yeah, kind of researching the show and stuff. It's so fucking sad, dude. No shit, it's still sad. Twenty seven. He was twenty seven. Yep. I mean, think about that. Like at the time, I'm just like, up. Oh, it's another dude. He killed himself. It sucks. Um, but now, when I think about like a twenty seven year old. And what his life was like for sure. those four or five years that they were just huge, and what he was going through—it's just like, man, it's heavy it, shit. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But well, uh, let's talk about this. Is such like an exciting—I don't know why this is exciting—but these old older set lists that like open mm-hmm. with release into rearview mirror. Yeah, right. Like, I wonder how many <laughs> yes. times that happened, and like right. something like whipping being up third so right. early in a set yeah. is so crazy to me yeah it, it's it's it just is crazy when you think about i don't know if like the younger listeners people that came on board in the last few years or even the last like 10 years like you go to a show now it's just mellow 
You know what I mean? Like sure. people are just cool. Those early shows were insane. They right. were, uh, they were. I've, I've said this before, but they were as crazy up there in the pit as as any like Slayer, yeah, any, for like sure. metal band. People getting crushed, dude. You can get your and, ass kicked. Yeah, and if you look at the set list, that's because rearview mirror into whipping into even flow which at the time was only three years old hold on but keep going into well this is not so much but then why go into deep right into deep like fuck i mean Come that's on. A, that's a rough 20 30 minutes you know what i mean yeah for sure <clears throat> so uh, it, it, those shows were i mean i i, uh, I saw them in uh, in 96 from like three rows back. I wasn't on the rail, but I was up close and we just got, my wife couldn't handle it. Like we had to like leave the pit. Right. Which was like literally fighting your way through people. It was, it was wild in those days. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> yeah. The good old days. <laughs> These kids today don't know what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Well, should we go ahead and start with the one, two? Yes. Yeah. Kind of like listen down from the beginning yeah. here. interesting too like it doesn't sound this could be a 2016 bootleg right now Mm -hmm. meaning like he still sounds good you know yeah especially in that baritone said it a million times but man just the i don't know what the word is but the calm before the storm yeah like just knowing what's coming sure <laughs> you know what i mean sure Rearview mirror and whipping and like this is so subtle and relaxed and chill yeah i just man i put myself in my mindset of being at a show in these days and just the um the build up in your head of waiting all day and then you go in and you're so hyped up and they come out and do this mm. and just kind of just kind of 
calm everything down yeah. before they before they go crazy. I just love that, that. I don't know another band that that does that. Right. Well, and not just like you know that would know what matter what the set is going to be, you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I love that. snare yeah, that dave a snare <laughs> that's so <laughs> good <laughs> should tell people if they don't know that's dave a in the back yeah do you think too this is kind of like um as a musician and like coming out for a crowd with the first song do you think they for themselves played played this kind of to even them all out and get the like nerves under control. Yeah, I, think I that's mean, that's like part of why they would pl- open with this. I don't know from a touring, and I, I mean, I don't know, but it seems like, especially now, like release is not only a great opener. That's like you're not you're you know mo- most people want to come out of the gate and like hit people pretty hard, right? You know. But yeah. I think it's also like they know they're in for the long haul, and this is their warm up. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. this is like yeah. Eddie's singing in a lower baritone for almost a little more than half the song, and then even when he kind of goes up here, like toward the end, it's not the top of his range. You know, and then and then they just bust into rear view. Mm-hmm. I think it's like they use stuff like this and ocean and couple other the slow songs low light it's a way for everyone to kind of warm up but the fans love it too you know yeah Yeah, dude. It's so funny listening to this now, like how many times I've listened to this bootleg in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I haven't listened to it in a long time, but there are years there where like, I wore this show out. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's like I was... Living, I was, I had graduated high school the summer before, and I was living at my uncle's house. And I don't even think I lived there for a year before I moved to my sister's in Chicago. But so this is a very specific moment in my life, right? You know, that yeah. that bedroom in my uncle's house and this little like shelf boombox system that I had, yeah, you know. 
remember, yeah, I was sitting around the. I had headphones on and listened to it, I think. Dave's symbol work, dude. <laughs> yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. And, you know, it's just interesting to hear this version of the song. Because this is like a new song at the time. Yeah, for sure. You know? Um, but as far as live goes, obviously, to be the second song... Yeah. Where now it's basically a set closer. Right. And they don't do the extended, like, jam. You know, this is basically the, the record version. version. Yeah. yeah. They're so tight. Like, I, I mean, I don't, 
I don't know. I don't listen to. Um, I don't listen to every band live that's ever been out. But is there another band that's this tight, like live? I mean, I'm sure there's there's some, sure. but there's there's some that aren't. I mean, oh but yeah, man, you listen sure. to these guys, and they are so just right in there with each other, locked in. Yeah, it's uh, it's that kind of uh, unspoken. I don't know. It's that telepathy, that emotional telepathy yeah. on stage, you know? Mm -hmm. Those songs just all, I don't know. They do it so effortlessly. Right. In a way. Yeah. It's easy, right? To do that? Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> They're just totally phoning it in for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see. So they go from those, that's the opening to into whipping, into even flow. Into dissident, into fucking why go into deep. <laughs> they play Jeremy number eight, glorified G's in there at number nine, and then uh, get a little bit of. Uh, <laughs> Let me just say too, real quick. Yeah, glorified G. Um, he says, um. In fact, you know, got a gun. Got two, in fact, I got two. That's okay because I love frogs. Yeah, <laughs> I guess he's talking about, yeah. talking about the band, the frogs. Yeah, uh, but that it, he says it so like you, you, you could hear him. Like he really says frogs. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't kind of just say frogs. He says frogs. <laughs> listen to it. Thought that was go funny. back and listen. <laughs> uh, yeah, and well, we start. You know. We get into the uh what do you call it? Uh the middle bit action with some some Pink Floyd, one of your favorite bands. Mm-hmm. And really that's how you discovered your love for Floyd, right? Was right. uh was yes. Pearl Jam. The tag during daughter. <laughs> the tag. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for, <laughs> the tag. Another uh let's see. Another news. This would be new too, yeah, then, right? Yeah, be, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at the like stats of the set list, it's um, you know, Vitology hadn't come out yet. Right. There's another few months before Vitology came out. Um, so this is mostly ten and verses. Yep. And then the, you know, a couple covers thrown in, a couple Vitology tracks. But if you're a if you're like an early Pearl Jam true, this is the show that you want to listen to. Because yeah. I think, man, they played uh, 10 songs off of 10. So uh, they played everything except. Yeah, what did they leave off? I'm trying to look at, look at once. Oceans? Yeah, they did not play, yeah, Oceans. They didn't play Oceans. That's wild. And, and Versus. Same thing. They played eleven songs off of verses. So, right. I mean, I, you know what's crazy? I'm like just realizing that right now. But I've, I mean, I, I listened to this bootleg a bunch over the years, and this past week I listened to it a few times. I didn't even realize it's they basically did both ten and verses, <laughs> right. but the way they mix the songs and mix in some of these covers and. It doesn't feel like you're only hearing those two albums. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, they weren't doing the whole play a whole record. Right, right. Top to bottom kind of shit yet, obviously. Right. They only had two records out, but um, 
But yeah, I mean, you got later on, you got State of Love and Trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do you have? Live Black. Oh, let me pull down here. Better Man. Man. Still rocking yeah. Sonic Reducer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I know you don't like that song, right? You don't love it. What song? Sonic Reducer. No, that's that's not me. I love this. Oh, really? I love the cover. Yeah. What am I thinking of? I know there was an early like B-side that we talked about, and I was super I think you're surprised that confused you with Clint, because Clint doesn't like Sonic Reducer. Okay, maybe that's what it is. Well, uh, we're not going to listen to it here, but I just... Uh, I urge people to go listen to this this because this Sonic Reducer it's good shit. performance is fucking awesome. Man, remember those days? It was back in the '90s, and everyone's got a fucking well, still do overpriced beer in their hand, and <laughs> crowd would start cheering after a song, and lights would come up, and you just see cigarette smoke and <laughs> weed smoke everywhere. Yes. Yeah. And now, now you're at a show, and it's like, oh, there's a person right there smoking weed. There's a person, yeah. no, because no one's smoking cigarettes in these places right. anymore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the '90s. Can we go back? No. An easier, an easier, yeah, easier time. I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think, <laughs> well, in some ways, you're probably right. It might be a little bit easier, but I don't know. I'm not a fan of, we're still in that point where every day is the best day. Even if you're a fucking homeless person, it's, you know, as sad as it is that there are still homeless people, today's the best, best day to be a homeless person than 30 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we get to a point where a lot of homeless people have cell phones or iPhones. Right. Something's changed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm not yes. saying it's fixed. There's a long right. way to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. I wish there was zero homeless people, but uh, I do see a lot of phones out there. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Let's just be honest. Let's be honest. About yeah. It. Yeah. Um. All right. Where were we? Not talking about homeless people. <laughs> yeah. How did we go on a homeless rant? Uh, another brick in the wall. That tag. That seemed like um, I. I don't know. I don't study the set list like some people do, but I feel like they don't play that. I feel like in those days they were doing that per, uh, Pink Floyd tag a lot. They for were. Daughter. Yeah. They played it on SNL like a couple weeks later. Right. Um, and as much as I don't really like Pink Floyd, I always like I like uh, Pearl Jam doing it. Sure. So it's just kind of cool because, again, Daughter's a new song. So to hear them play it live and then to do this extended, you know, uh, jam out where they play a, a you know a huge fan favorite, yeah, uh, Pink Floyd, it's just cool to hear. Again, this was you know, this is like a new era well, well, of Pearl Jam live. Well, don't worry about like the next step. Listen, we're gonna have we're going on the Here Thirty podcast and. Uh, um, mm. We're gonna we're gonna have some Pink Floyd talk. Oh, do <laughs> oh has it been decided? Oh, I don't know. I hear that I hear that that's a possibility. Uh huh. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, yeah. Keep an eye, keep an ear out, an eye out for the our our, our inclusion on the Here Thirty podcast. Yeah. Um. So up next is Go, but right before this, Eddie says kind of kind of quietly, "This this song's for Kurt. Good luck." Yeah. Like our first little. Because I, you know, again, I was reading this and trying to think, like, I wonder why, why he said that. I know this was around that time, and like, I went on this little deep dive, and it was saying that he was like missing, and I'm sure he's, you know, got friends. Now, was this the friends. Europe missing or the states missing? And this was back in the states. Okay, this, this is after like, Europe. Yes. Okay. But that, but Europe was only like a week or two earlier, I think. Right. They all happened really close. It to all each happened other. In that, within that three or four weeks. So yeah. Yeah, heavy shit. Uh, let's see. Here. But man, go into animal. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know they they're they're real good at like kicking your ass, and then okay, we'll play Jeremy, which is kind of slower down, and then they come right back with glorified G, then daughter with this like really mellow Pink Floyd jam, and then go an animal back to back <laughs> new songs by the way yeah for sure new ish you know i mean new at the time so track one and two on verses yes right <laughs> yeah, and how dude. it goes yes no. yeah yeah because glorified g's three right yeah. yeah yeah um well i can't believe that you picked this next song <laughs> real shocker uh that you wanted to to stop and hang out and listen to Black. Why'd you pick Black other than it's your favorite Pearl Jam song? It's my favorite song, but um, it was hard to not pick a lot of these songs because they are, for one, they're ingrained in my brain from listening to them for 20 years. But like, this is a very uh, intense version. Yeah. Once again. Hell yeah. One of the best. Oh uh-huh. 
Now, what do you think about the mix? Like, because to me, as someone who's not like into like production and stuff, Dave's drums sound super loud, which yeah. I don't mind. I sure. love that. Um, but I don't know if that's the mix or if that's because he just hits so hard or if it's if it's a little of both. It's probably both. I mean, if you listen to especially those, especially verses. Well, pretty much verses on, but I would say at least verses through yield, maybe. Um, I mean, that's kind of the thing about Pearl Jam mixes for those records is, as someone that loves Brendan O'Brien and spent so much time listening to his recordings and mixing and all this stuff, like, man, most of what you hear on a Pearl Jam record is... I mean, it's drums and vocals that's up in your face. And mm. when you really pay attention to it, because Pearl Jam's known as a guitar band too, right? Like yeah. these two amazing guitarists um, in this rock band together. And but I'm not saying the guitars aren't loud, but what's up in the center in your fucking face is Eddie's vocals and the drum kit. You know, the hat, the snare, the kick. It's all kind of slamming you pretty hard. So mm-hmm. to me, for for the live mix to sound that like that kind of makes sense right um that's something that always fascinated me that guitars and pearl jam records or songs aren't as loud as you would think they are mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah because there's some rock bands where that's kind of the sound of it is the drum and again not it's the opposite not that the drums aren't there it's like i can't hear the drums they're mm-hmm. totally there but there's a lot of rock and roll, especially when you got into the late '90s, 2000s, where um, it was it was the guitars and maybe keys and vocals and stuff that were way up front in the speakers, and sometimes not as much the drums, you know. But what do you do when you are mixing a record where you've got a Dave A, uh, Jack right. Iron Irons, uh, a Matt Cameron? Yeah. When that's what you're working with, you can't you can't hide that shit. You know, you gotta st- you gotta put it out there. It's super important. I get in trouble with that mixing sometimes because my <laughs> ears are so tuned to that like a lot of snare, a lot of kick, and people are always like, "Man, can you turn the snare down? Can you turn the snare down?" <laughs> I've had to like learn to like start, unless it's that kind of aggressive, supposed to be an aggressive mix. Like most people don't want the snare and the kick that loud <laughs> you know right it's just yeah. pretty loud on on brendan's stuff especially with pearl jam then you have eddie eddie's voice on top of all of oh that. yeah yeah <laughs>
fucking Man. classic, bro. <laughs> you asked me why I picked it. That right there, that yeah, whole that out. We the we belong together uh, vocal outro part is so amazing, especially coming from um, some of those early boots, like that Den Hog boot for for sure. Eddie's like uh, this this version compared to that. Is it this sounds like he has so much control over his vocals? Where some of those early like club shows, he's kind of sh- not struggling, but well, yeah, I'm sure the monitors were balls out, yeah. yeah, going for it. And it doesn't sound as like this sounds so powerful and under control. It's just, it's in the emotion, the emotion of, of those that vocal is just incredible. Sure, agreed. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, yeah. So you got like, what do you got coming up next here? You got, um, well, they end the they end these they end the set with alive into blood. Fuck yeah, which is crazy because these days alive would usually kind of be that be like the, reserved for the the encore, sure. Um, but yeah, blood and blood, dude. Again, his he, his vocals are so raw. Love it. On, on that. <laughs> he really just goes all yeah. out. Yep. You know? Uh, let's see. They got WMA for the first song, for the first encore with Doug Pinnock, like you said, mm-hmm. and Jerry Gaskell. And he he mentions at the end of the song, like, um, he says something like, tomorrow go look in your history books and see why why it's a important day, which... I'll be honest, I had to look it up, but it was the MO, uh, Martin Luther King got assassinated oh, yeah. on the 4th. Um, good just, job. You know. Good job, Eddie. <laughs> Did you say good job, Eddie? Yeah. Okay. Educate people. Good, yeah, totally. No, I was laughing because I thought you were saying, like, I thought you said good job, Brad. Oh, no, no, no. Because no. I looked it up. <laughs> no, but that goes, <laughs> that goes back to this band has always been... Um, uh, political? I don't want to say political, sure. but like, um, what's the word? Help me out. Uh, yeah, what is the word? Uh, maybe, um, I don't know. They just deal with kind of cultural human ideas. Yeah. 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 And I love that. I've always loved that about them. For sure. Yeah. I like, uh, I like the way in which they usually speak up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Let's see here. So we got Better Man, which didn't yes. um some of the the record was the tracks from this performance, right? Wait, what do you mean? Better Man. See, this all, man, all this cold and flu uh, fucking yeah, medicine dude, of mine. No, I'll, I'll let me take over Brad Lines. Thank you very much. Better Man was from Vitology, right. which hadn't been released yet. So there this was a, another new song. But this had been played a bunch. I had heard this before on some bootlegs. But I remember this version specifically showed up on a lot of bootlegs later on. Mm-hmm. Um, this is to me. This is the famous Eddie says. This is a. This is an old song. Well, it's a new song, but it was written a long time ago. So it's dedicated to the bastard that married my mama. Yeah. And then they kick into Better Man. Yeah. So <laughs> love it. Yeah, that's like him. That intro to that song is kind of etched in my brain too from listening yeah, to this so much yeah. um 
And this is, again, uh, you know, it's just interesting from the historical f- fact that it's it's brand new. So they're basically playing it the way it sounds on the record, where yeah. the drums come in right away. There's no just Ed and a guitar for the first, like, two two verses. It's the actual album version. There's no jam. There's no save it for later tag. There's right. no tag at all. It's just the song. Well, what I'm saying, though, is they literally took the live recording, did they not? Isn't that what Brendan did? Is that he went in the studio, and oh, it was just right. Eddie and Brendan recording the intro, or what we know, where it's just uh, Eddie singing and playing guitar. I and think some you're organ. right. And then he took the live, the what they recorded from this show, and that is the band performance on the record. Hmm. So they, he kind of spliced two performances together. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Eddie probably redid the vocal, but meaning guitar, bass, drums, that shit was what's on Vitology is the performance mm. of this. Night, I'd have to literally. look that up because I remember it's something like that. I could be wrong. I've been known yeah. to be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah. Um, which is super cool and interesting to me. Um, elderly woman, fucking mm. rats. I love it anytime Rats is in a fucking set list. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I always like that song, man. People it's kind of shit on that song. song. I love it's, that song. It's so different and funky. and. But then for them to put, you know, Satan's Bed, which I right. believe was like the first time they played it live. Yes. Right? Yes, um, it was. Really interesting. Like, of all the songs that were going to be on the next record, you know, in hindsight, it's like, oh, yeah, well, of course you're going to play Better Man. What a fucking powerhouse <laughs> song that would become, right. you know, kind of part of their um, songbook in a way. Right. Um, but Satan's Bed. Satan's Bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I love it. It's after, great. After, but. Yeah, me too. It's uh, And after Rats. Like, let's sure. play two of our weirdest fucking songs. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's why they're fucking great. Yeah. Voice, man yeah he's just so into it and i keep going back to dave like god i just love dave a so much sure these live these live records really show him show him off his fucking power it, yeah it matched all the energy you know what i mean like yeah. well he's such a beast like physically hitting these drums but then also just like his like you mentioned earlier the work that he does on the cymbals alone sure you know he's not just banging on the drums there is like a uh an art to the way he plays the cymbals yeah 
which a lot of drummers wouldn't do, nope. right? Mm-mm. That was he was part of a very like to me anyway. I'm not saying that there's tons of drum, drummers that have great cymbal work, but as far as like mm-hmm. a straight ahead rock band, I don't right. know, not a whole lot. Right. You know, that's usually something you get into with like maybe jazz or mm-hmm. improvis- improvisational um, genres of music, but he made it work. It was the cymbal work was busy technically, yeah. you know, yeah. but it felt really musical and it it matched everything to me anyway. It still does. Interesting too because before this song, Eddie kind of was doing a role model speech about you know, kind of ranting about like they they say we're supposed to be role models, but like it's funny because he says something like they say we're supposed to be role models, and you hear real quiet like fuck that from the crowd, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then Eddie says fuck that, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, man, Satan's fucking bad, love it. He would go on to marry a supermodel. <laughs> uh, what? They end with once for the encore yeah, number they, one. And the first encore with once. And then yeah. they come back out. Um, they come back out and they're having a little fun because Ed gets up on the drums and starts playing. Yeah. And he's just playing some funky drummer beat. And Dave A comes out on the mic and he's like, ladies and gentlemen, Dave Aberziz. Dave says that? Yeah. I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah. Did Eddie play drums for a bit, or he's just fucking around for a second? Just fucking around. Okay. Then then Dave gets back on the drums, and we get a just incredible version of Sonic Reducer. Hell yeah. And then, then we some get... things haven't changed, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, some things exactly. are just yeah. the way they are. What the fuck is this world? Man, you go. Huh? Just they just played like an hour and a half, just kick ass music, and then they come out and play porch, and it's this fast and this aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it's so much faster than the record. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one thing that, like, it's so funny when I think about it. You know, a lot of singers will, like, do vocal runs live to, like, display emotion or whatever. Mm. And people like Eddie just will just fucking howl and scream. And (laughs) it's just, like, this tortured, uh, primal... Almost non-musical, just display of emotion. Mm-hmm. He just fucking screams and blows his voice out. Not many, I mean, not many singers are like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Little Hendrix. 
now at this point, this was early Eddie, early porch. He um, put on a, a football helmet and some gold wings, That's and he right. climbed up into the, the lighting rig, and then he <laughs> fucking, he had a dummy up there wearing the, the wings and another football helmet, and he threw it down. <laughs> That's right. I forgot crowd, about that. The crowd thought it was him, uh, and then at some point he starts singing again. He come, he like reappears. Oh, Eddie. Yeah. Silly Ed. Have you played the, the Fox Theater before? I'm sure that I probably have. Okay. I can't. I, well, I say that. Yes, I have, <laughs> but I can't remember like who I was with, or I mean, that was yeah. a long time ago. I just wonder what it looks like in there. If it's like old, like ornate, like uh, is it still around? Place. I don't know. I don't think I it's think around. It anymore. is. Uh, we should look that up. For some reason, I'm gonna look it up. I could be totally wrong, but I feel like I remember that it shut down at some point. But I could I be confusing I, it with something I, I, else. I want to say that 311 played there before, <laughs> <laughs> so I've like heard of it. I've heard of it. I've heard of it recently. Ember is the Colombian energy. <laughs> I saw. Looky um, boom boom down. I oh wait, saw, that's snow. My bad. <laughs> Informer. I saw. Um, not to get too much into COVID, but I saw something that said, like, in Alabama, COVID cases rose 311%, and I thought of you. Yeah, there's been a lot of cases lately, man. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of ICU beds getting taken up. Yeah. Well, I just, I'm just, the, the three, 311% stuck out to me. <laughs> I didn't even so catch that. That's why I brought it up. I know you started to get all serious. Yeah, man, the cases have really blown up. I'm like, yeah, 311%. Yeah, the Fox Theater, it's still open. Cool. Opened on Christmas in 1929. It has Islamic architecture, ancient Egyptian architecture, and Moorish architecture. It's a cool spot. It used to be a movie palace. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, I Al- love those pl- Alabama love theaters those the same places. way. There's a place in um, Chicago that I used to go and see. I saw movies there, but it was like an old, huge theater, like a like you would see bands play at now. Yeah, something um, like the Palace Theater or something like that. Yeah, in Chicago. And there's one. And Louis is it the Louisville Palace? Yeah, there's Louisville, the Chicago Palace. I can't remember what other uh, Speaking there. of. <laughs> what? I saw 311 at the Louisville Palace. Shocker. <laughs> and Ghost. That place is cool. I mean, that place is real, like, man, the, this, the, the, like, architecture. It's just, it's so cool in there. Yeah. Well, listen to how weird this jam was back then. I know, there. they're still going. We're talking over it, but they're still jamming.
screaming like a demon banshee <laughs> from hell. Yes. Just letting it all out. Dude, that was always one of I mean, it still is, I guess, but especially during this time period, that that transition from the jam into the end of the song. Yes. I always fucking love that. Yeah. That still gives that, me chills. Just that build up. Yeah. Eddie's doing the, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, fuck. They play so fast at the end there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And yeah. you listen to it, and it's like, man, you know, talk about a young man's game. Like, what what it must, or what it took, and still takes, I guess, physically from, from you know, at this time, a Dave A, from what it took from Eddie's voice and emotionally for all of them. And, I mean, you got to be hurting after those shows, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's like some serious that's a that's a workout. Yeah. In every way, you know. Well, it's crazy in those days they would go on and play like the next night. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> they were all like, you know, twenty eight years old. And Eddie at this point, this was when Eddie was doing um like DJ radio sets yeah. after the show. He'd he was driving out, like, himself. Yeah, he'd go out in a van and and do like he would just play songs, but he'd be up for another forty-five minutes talking about the show and playing songs. And yeah. I think after this show, he mentioned Kurt Cobain again. I'm sure. Just, just you know, something simple like "I hope you're okay." Yeah, that's yeah, so weird to think about all that stuff. Yeah. I remember I was um, I was in Washington D.C. when he died. Mm. What was the date? I can never remember the date. April what? Um, seventh, eighth. Yeah, I thought it was the eighth, but maybe. Or the... is it the fourth? No, it wasn't the next day, was it? Mm, no. If the, only there was a no. way. We could look I know this it's up so weird. Really we can't. Quick. We're just so hamstrung on information just, these days. Just, you know, we're just locked into our. Mm, our April fifth. April fifth. Two days later. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But wait a second. He died on the 5th, but he wasn't found until the, like, yeah, he was True. found on the 8th. True. There you go. So technically. That's where the 8th comes from. All right. I remember that. Just I just remember that exactly. I didn't have to look it up or anything. Oh, man, you're perfect. I've always <laughs> said that about you, you know? I've always said that about you. I know. Uh, well, that was a great show. I mean, yeah. obviously, well, they, we must say they closed. They came back out and and closed with indifference. indifference. Yeah, but in some of the notes I saw, it said that like half the crowd had left because it was uh, they because thought. they thought because porch was the second, the second or third song of the second encore. Yeah, and so people were like, "Well, it's over," and then they came, they came back out again to play indifference to like half the crowd. Yeah. But yeah, incredible, just incredible show. It's one for the record books, folks. Mm -hmm. Well, man, we did it. We did it. We did it again. We did did another episode. We've done it 162 Mm -hmm. times. Um, If you guys would like to email the show, please do. It's singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. Go say hey on social media. And if you would like to support the show, and we would love it if you did, 
You can go over to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash single podcast theory for all that information. You have anything else? Um, happy birthday to 10 and no code. Damn Today right. is the anniversary as we're, as we're recording this. Yep. Happy birthday, HBD. <laughs> to, you know, our favorite record. Yes. No code. 20, 25 years? Something like that. Yep, twenty five and then thirty for ten. Holy shit! Yeah, man. I listen both. Of, I listen to both of them on vinyl today. We're getting old, motherfucker. Yeah, dude. Mm. Mm. Well, on that note, until next week, I'm Brad Lyons, and I'm Brad Blazik saying everything is all right. God is gay, and you were right. <laughs> I applaud that. I applaud that. <laughs> Thank you. You know, sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. That's why he used that lyric or whatever. But today, you're really making me happy, bud. I love it. All right, bye-bye. See ya.